That was a great save by my guy Oh, What a save, eh? Looking like he was down and out with that pad desperation save. Scorpion and save, yeah. yeah. Maxi, his shot, he scores! Welcome to the Code Rick Show. Welcome to our first ever podcast. This is going to be an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this is a place where we get to, you know, just talk about hockey. Some more hockey. And then between all of that hockey talk, more hockey talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a lot about the Stampeders past, present, future. We'll talk some NHL stuff in there. Maybe, oh, yeah. uh, uh, maybe we'll get to talk to uh, some of our prospects that are out in the WHL. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be a jam-packed uh, show. And I can't really tell you how long it's going to be because, well, we don't know how long these shows are going to be. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're also going to be talking to, uh, of course, current, former, upcoming Stampeder prospects, players, uh, maybe even some coaching staff in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll throw in a ref one time just to, you know, <laughs> just to, just to see what happens there. Uh, so we got lots of stuff uh, coming up on our show tonight. But before we even get that, to, to, to that part of the show, it's time to meet the men behind the mic. Yeah. And that's me and you. So I'm The Code, and you are Rick Show. Yeah. And that's exactly how we're going to leave this. Okay, wait. What are you doing? I, I had a whole speech lined up, man. Oh, I was ready to, like, move on uh, here. No. Okay, well, yeah. let's, let's hear it then. <coughs> <coughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Rick Show. Uh, I'm six foot three with a uh, shoe size of 15. I was born and raised near the biggest curve in the Swan River Valley, and I love sports and can't wait to get at it. <laughs> size 15 shoe. Yeah. You've probably got to have the biggest shoes other than the last clown I met. I have. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's quite the size there. Yeah. Well, I guess if you did yours, I should probably do mine then, hey? Yeah, so probably. I guess, uh, well, okay, well, let's, let's do it this way. So I... I was born and raised in a small town along the uh, Alberta-Saskatchewan border. Uh, grew up farming in Saskatchewan. Moved away after high school to get my radio and television degree. Then I moved over here to uh, the Swan Valley. And uh, ta-da, this, uh, this is where I'm at now. Yeah. Man of many jobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of hats. Um, uh, I guess that's what they, what they say. Yeah, so cool. Whatever they want to say there. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we started this. Um, I guess maybe a little bit of background as to why we started this. Uh, I've had this thought about doing some kind of a podcast uh, for years, and I just didn't really know what I wanted it to become. I, yeah. I didn't know. Uh, and, and I saw you the other day, and, of course, Hockey TV, you made your yeah. debut. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what? This kid, he, he needs to come in, and we need to do a show together. Yeah. And so I asked you, and it was just like three light bulbs went off Yeah. And in the arena. We had to replace those. <laughs> and and it was just like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We should do this. We should do that. And we made a few phone calls, and lo and behold, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So uh, I got to got to working on uh, the, the the promo, uh, yeah. which was a lot of fun, yeah, by the way. Was. That was pretty good. Um, uh, the graphics, and uh, it just it just spiraled in what a matter of about four or five hours yeah around there yeah so that's a little bit about you know the background on how this whole show came to be so we're, we're here to promote all that being said i think it's time to uh maybe get the show going what do you yeah. think yeah i, I agree. think so i agree so we're going to be joined by our first ever guest 
Yeah. Uh, right after uh, this word from one of our major sponsors, yeah. uh, which is Merv's uh, for all the good stuff oh, yeah. in, in Swan River. So if you need anything electronic, go see them. You'll hear it in the ad in a second. But coming up after that, we're going to chat with our first guest, and that is Mr. Miles Mason. Yes. And uh, we'll tell you all how that all come to be yep. right after this. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Joe. Miles Mason will grab it. He gets by and he will score. Rebound scores! Miles Mason, Johnny on the spot in the blue paint, and he's. Well, welcome back into the podcast. And we're joined by our first ever guest, Mr. Miles Mason. Yeah. yeah he's, he's smiling over there. Say <laughs> hi to everybody. What's up? Thanks there, for having me. There you go. So, yeah. I, you know what? We just kind of threw this together the other day. We're yeah. just like, hey, we have yeah. this idea. And uh, I text you right away. And I don't know why I text you. I think maybe you were one of the first guys on the top of my um, lineup sheet list, a big pile there. And I'm like... Let's just text Miles and see if he wants yeah. to come in. And boom, you're just like, yeah, I want to come in. So welcome to the Code Rick Show. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So let's let's get this going here. First question I've got for you: Where exactly is it that you're from? Is it like North Vancouver? Is it Vancouver? Is it the whole entire place? Or well, I live right in the city of Vancouver, like right, probably like five ten minutes from downtown, and it's uh, the little neighborhood I'm. Well, from is from, um, well, is uh, West Point Gray, and uh, it's probably like 10 minutes away from downtown, so it's it's a quick and easy drive. I've been out to Vancouver, I want to say maybe 17, 18 years ago, and the story I remember uh, going through Vancouver was that there was a semi-overturned under uh, an overpass. I don't know what he was doing or what he was thinking, but we sat there for about six hours and didn't even move a, 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 like a foot down the highway and finally they got going and uh that was kind of one of my biggest memories in vancouver we didn't even get to stop and see any of the attractions sounds um, like is vancouver it, is, yeah. does it is, i was gonna say is that vancouver <laughs> to a t or is this just like a one-off that happened to well me? yeah the traffic's pretty bad it's a big city and but uh yeah that would really sum it up that's a good way to describe it, I would say. So did you get to meet any celebrities out in Vancouver while you were there? Or um, run into somebody and be like, hey, I think I know you? Oh, uh, the, well, obviously, with the Canucks being there, like Henrik and, and Daniel Sedin, you see them running all the time. And um, Did you chase them? Oh, <laughs> I, I, don't know, an I, don't, I don't know if I'm that fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pretty quick, eh? But, uh, yeah, well, Alex Adler used to... Uh, walk his dog in front of my house. So he's defensing for the Vancouver Canucks oh. for the people that don't know him. Um, but uh, other celebrities in Vancouver, probably like Ryan Reynolds and Michael Buble, but I've never had... The you never had the opportunity no. to meet him? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Deadpool. Could you imagine now if you went home? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's filmed right in downtown, yeah. so it's... You'd be, be an extra, right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's my house right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
from a big city like that to a small town like Swan River, um, how has that transition been for you the last couple of years? Because you've been here and, you know, just kind of doing your thing. You show up to work and you, you know, bring your lunchbox and away you go kind of thing. So yeah. is it, has it been a big difference from, you know, big city to small town? I would say, yeah, there's a bit of adjustment, but uh, definitely uh, the billet families that I've had in the past have definitely made the adjustment easier. And, um, but uh, there's definitely a, an adjustment. And uh, for example, um, it's pretty easy to get to A to B around here and, and um, you know everyone in town. It's, you know, it's, it's good though. It, I love it here and it's awesome. Yeah, and you, like you just said, it's a small town and you kind of know everybody and, and you guys get the, the red carpet treatment from uh, uh, many of our sponsors and many of the fans and uh, they might not even, you know, be a billet family uh, now, but um, th- everybody's welcoming. They, they would yeah. basically take you in if they had to. It's it's That's the one thing I've noticed about this uh, entire community is is how welcoming they are to our players that are even from here. Yeah, yeah I would sure. totally agree. Yeah, it's first class organization we have here and a first class community. And, you know, like it, we're, we're the community's team and, and uh, they support us in any way they can. Now, speaking of billets, um, I don't really want to talk about who you're staying with per se, but let's let's maybe go back through uh, something funny. Uh, let's is, has there been a f- something funny that has popped up maybe at a billets house oh, one day? Um, well, I remember my uh, my first year. Um, I was living with uh, family, and uh, they had a dog and. And the dog, um, let's just say, was very, uh, they had a German Shepherd and was very active. And, you know, one, one day I uh, left the door open or unlocked. And let's just say the dog uh, ran away. And it was probably my first first week in Swan River. And and uh, I was I felt so bad. And, you know, I spent an hour looking for the dog. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, we found Cooper. and um, But, uh, yeah, I was definitely... Definitely um, nervous there for the, for about a couple hours and felt re- really bad. But <laughs> he probably <laughs> called nine one one. I need help right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, it, it, that was probably what you, you said. That was your first first year here. Yeah, my first year. Well, yeah. well first week really here. Heart, heart attack central. <laughs> yeah, hey, just... yeah, I was. Yeah, it was yeah. That's, really nervous. It's a little crazy. So let's flip over to the hockey side of things. Um, let's maybe start just before you come to the Valley. Um, hockey out in, in BC for you, how is that, I guess, maybe compared to, say, even just here as, as a junior A player? Well, yeah, definitely. Um, it was a big big adjustment going coming into junior A and um, playing. I played at an academy out in Vancouver called West Vancouver Hockey Academy, and they, they did an excellent job develop, developing me and... You know, I'm definitely not the biggest guy or or anything like that, but um, um, they did a really good job helping me develop and uh, make make the adjustment a little bit easier. And and uh, but uh, definitely was pretty some good hockey out there. I played with some good players out there, and and yeah, it was it was awesome and um, made the adjustment easier. Yeah, and they always say, you know, just because you're small doesn't mean you can't play. Look at Martin St. Louis exactly. and yeah. how many years that that man has played in the NHL. And now look at him, he's coaching too. So, yeah, it's... so I guess that's that's one question I had uh, for you with, with your size. Does it, 
Does that factor into you know how you play, or, or do you just go out there in that hard nose hockey that we love watching you play? You get popped every game, and it's just yeah. like you pop back yeah. up, and you're like, okay, there he goes again. So I, I don't know. Like, it, is is it a part of your game to to fall, like watch for the big guys on the ice, or is it just just play and see what happens? It's really just play. Like I don't really think about that. Well, we got the other team's roster before every game, and take a look and I don't I don't really get phased by any of the players about my opponent or anything like that but um no I just go out there and play and yeah, let my abilities speak for itself I guess yeah and this year let me tell you that's uh completely changed uh you're faster uh your shot is harder yeah. uh you're 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 out there Ricky was talking yeah. about this the other day I like, thought yeah you looked a lot more confident than last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you already doubled your scoring last year from goals, and I thought you made a big improvement. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, split the deep. Oh, well, I split the year playing yeah, D last right, year. Yeah. And, I think know. you still racked up some points back there, too. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's never um, an easy thing for a forward to play defense. Like, when you were growing up, did you get to play a little defense? Or, I, or were you a defenseman and converted over? Or? Yeah, so I, I remember back in Adam and Pee Wee, um, my first year, Adam, I would always play forward, and then um, in second year, Adam, I would always switch to D because we didn't have enough defense, and and I was always a good skater, um, I guess at that age, and and they always asked me to play D instead of forward. So in Adam and Pee Wee, I would always like little switch um, from forward to D. So um, kind of had that experience, but once I got into the bantam age group, I. Uh, I switched to forward main time. I forward uh, mainly, but uh, I played a few games D. But other than that, it's been forward all the way since. Yeah, I was gonna say because last year the transition just seemed to be so flawless. I'm yeah. just like I, he had to have played D. And of course we ch- we talked about that last year a little bit. But yeah, uh, I figured there's a lot of listeners out there now uh, just finding that out for the first time. They're just like, see, this is yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. This is yeah. exactly why we have the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we talked a little bit about your past. We talked a little bit about the, the present. Um, let's maybe kind of move past all the hockey stuff, and let's maybe let's let's get into some of the. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to do we want to get into the chirps right now? Oh, do we yeah, want to, do, I think yeah. so. Do you think we should? Okay, all right. It's a PG show, but yep. let's let's hear. It. Let's what, what's maybe been the best chirp that you've heard on the ice, or maybe even one that you've said. Oh, to me or or uh, either or you you take your pick, whichever one's more PG yeah. for the show. Oh, probably, I I probably get chirped more than I, <laughs> I than I give out, but um. <laughs> I don't know, probably something like you're a pigeon or something like that. <laughs> that seems to be the yeah. typical one out yeah, there nowadays, yeah. 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 Um, funniest teammate, since we're on the funny stuff here now, who's oh. who's been the funniest teammate over your Three couple of years, years here yeah. in the Valley? I would say, you know, Nick Roussel was pretty funny last year. Um, uh, what a workhorse that guy was, too. Yeah, yeah. he was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I'd say Nick Roussel. See, and that's shocking because I thought Adam Raysigel was going to come out. That yeah. seemed to be yeah, the consensus well, last yeah, he's, year. He's, he's hilarious too. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe one thing that sticks out in your mind um, hockey-wise, what's been the funniest thing maybe, maybe not so much here in the Valley, but over the course of your hockey career, what's something that's been too funny that you guys have talked about for even days or weeks or even something in the back of your mind? What's, what's something that's funny that's happened? 
in the valley or well, just anywhere. It can um, be anywhere. If you remember something from your, you know, your previous hockey out in the out in BC or even here in in, in town. Oh, I, I I don't know. Um, it's a good question. Um, something funny. Uh, even a coach. Even if you had something, maybe oh. maybe we won't use names. Hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had a coach back in midget that you know we'd always kind of give it to, and and uh, he he kind of liked joking around with us and and throwing the chirps here and there. And so like I would say definitely that definitely not nothing too too extravagant, too ex- but it yeah. still happened. But it still happened. He was it was I don't know. He he was good with it, and and uh, you know it's he was chirping back, and we were giving it to him. So it was yeah, it was fine. See, and that's a memory that always sticks around too, hey? Yeah. Just, you might not be able to say what those chirps are because, you know, there's probably kids listening. But uh, um, now, I guess speaking of kids, uh, you guys were a part of the CanSkate and, and, and you are again this year. Yeah. So I know when the Stampeders come to town, uh, well, from, from everywhere, right? Uh, it's one thing uh, to, to, just, to just be here and to, to play hockey, but... You guys, you guys give back on in, in every way, shape, or form. You're out moving furniture for people. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you guys were out hauling lumber for a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, you guys are always on the ice with the young kids. Uh, are you guys back into that this year? Yeah. So uh, we've been. Well, I came before the season started, and we helped out with the kids' camp, and you know that was awesome. And putting a, a smile on a, on a kid's face is always, it's always good. It makes your day and. Uh, we uh, were doing the can skate this year, and and uh, I remember uh, last year we were helping out Lance, the mayor, with the brick, and uh, and uh, oh, I bet you there's a couple of good stories there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dropping mattresses on people's feet and our fridges on someone's hand or something like that. It's always good. Oh, a couple of workers' comp claims there for the mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. We like him. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Well, I guess that's uh, all the questions I have. Do you have any over there in I the corner? Don't really, not yeah, really. I think it's just cool that, that well, you stated that where you're from, like Vancouver, that's yeah. a big city like that. Like, how was the transition over from Vancouver to the valley? Like, big open area. Yeah. Like it's wide open. There's fields everywhere, and it's it's something like you don't see every day. Like you obviously growing up, you see yeah. things the skyscrapers and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot less people. Yeah. And but something that's known, traffic. Yeah. Traffic in Swan River, how do you compare it to traffic in Vancouver? Well, it's night and day. Like yeah. I would say to get to a place that you want to go would probably yeah. average half an hour. And yeah. while here you can you know, you're you're there in five minutes. But yeah. I would say, yeah, you're right, you seeing skyscrapers all yeah. the time, the mountains, the ocean. Like before I even came here, I didn't even know what a combine was. <laughs> so, yeah. Or a sunset, hey? Yeah, yeah it's exactly. always behind a mountain yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're right in Vancouver, you could see those, but uh, I guess anywhere else in 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 BC, uh, it's tough to even see yeah. a, a sunset. Yeah, like I, like I didn't even know like obviously what a combine like the fields here like yeah. take a, a lot of space up and it's, it's uh you know I. People say driving through Alberta, Saskatchewan, and and Manitoba is pretty boring. But yeah. I remember the first time I did it, it was you know it was I thought it was pretty pretty cool because yeah. it's something new I, didn't, I haven't really seen before. So I guess one final question I've got for you before we uh, 
close off this part of the, the show is sleeper. I always call them the sleeper uh, players on the team. Who do you think the sleeper player is? Is going to have a quiet but yet very steady, other than yourself, of course, uh, year for the Stampeders? Oh, um, that's a tough question. That's a tough. It question. is a tough question. Um, you know, Darius Maxey. He, you know, he was, you know, uh, definitely him. Um, uh, I would maybe say, uh, who's a good pick? Warren Marcotte or Marquette. Mm. Yeah, that I wouldn't sleep that on is, him. That's a good that's, one. Yeah, that's I didn't one. see that one coming. Um, yeah. Um, so, so your picks are Maxey and and uh, Marcotte. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that coming like at that all. That, okay. Yeah. okay, all right. So there's there it is. There's your sleeper picks for yeah. the year by Miles Mason. For, like sleeper in, in terms of. Uh, well, I, I call them sleeper, but like I said, they're they're kind of like not so much the underdog, but it's it's going to be like that guy that just has like a quiet year, uh, doesn't really you know ruffle too many feathers or you know, and all of a sudden he just has 15, 20, 30 points. Oh yeah, there it is. Like there's yeah. and, and and like you said, Darius. Uh, he went seven, eight, nine games there without yeah. a point. It was, yeah. it was getting really tough, and then the monkey come right off his back the last yeah. game yeah. there, and you could uh, yeah, just see I would, it smiling ear yeah. to ear, and yeah. he was ready to go for a three point night. Yeah. Like I would definitely say, yeah, Maxi Marquette and Stephen Art for sure. Oh, that's uh, a good pick. Yeah, that's a solid pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed in the game against the Blues, you guys combined for ten points. That yeah, I, I was surprised. I was like, I this would have been the line that I would have seen contributing, yeah. but not contributing that highly. Yeah. You guys really worked together. I've seen the chemistry between you three. And yeah. It just clicked almost like nothing. Yeah. Like you guys really dominated out there. It was, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was a good game. And yeah. obviously if we contributed a bunch of that. And, uh, you know, it was special that my parents were in the yeah. crowd. That And, and yeah, I obviously don't, don't get to see them that much. Yeah. And, to be, to be able to have that success was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah and hopefully more coming. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah. more coming. Yeah. Well, thanks for being our first ever guest on the uh, the Code Rick Show. Yeah. I don't know why we named it that, but it just it just seemed to it's work the other day. It's, it's a good name. It's kind of worked. But uh, thanks for coming in and chatting with us, and uh, maybe we'll get to do this before the season ends again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Thanks for having me. You yeah. betcha. That was absolutely fantastic to have Mr. Miles Mason. Uh, pop in like that and, yeah, and, and uh, chat with us here, uh, I want to say in our studio, because it seems uh, yeah. seems to be a, a fair thing to say. Uh, so that uh, concludes uh, our well our second segment of the, the, uh, the podcast. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with another interview. And this time, it's a young gentleman from right here in Swan River. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport, as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or 77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else.
so we're here with our second ever guest on the Code Rick yep. Show, yep. and he hails from right here in Swan River, Manitoba. He's a Stampeder prospect, and of course, uh, he's been around the team for uh, a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, and that is Mr. Andrew Pitscaldi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, let's let's get right into this because yeah. I I want to know. Um, you've skated with the Stampeders uh, the last couple of years through preseason. Uh, you've got in a couple of games with them. Um, how has that been for you, um, taking it, maybe some of the things that you're learning there and, and moving it forward to um, Parkland right now? Well, a lot of things I learned there, they go good in Parkland because it's like, there it's really faster. Parkland's a bit slower, or league's a bit slower, so you can do things better. So it gives you a little bit more time. Yeah, to... more time, more space. And you, a lot of things, like Junior's really fast too. Absolutely, it is. It, yeah. it is definitely a step up, and yeah, it's a more bigger step compared to the U eighteen level. That's right. It's bigger boys and harder shots, of course. Yeah, you're a defenseman. Yeah, and you block shots all the time. So yeah, that's basically what what stamps camps for, and preseason games gets you all suited up for playing big boy hockey. So uh, this year, how's it been going for you guys? Well, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Uh, Sort of a rust start, but we'll pick it up close to the end of the season. We just got to get things going, get mashed together, get these lines growing. That seems to be kind of the the trend of yeah. a lot of hockey teams. Uh, to, you know, of course, start the year, you don't know who you're playing with, who's going to click the most. Uh, is there somebody that, uh, you know, on Parkland right now that you you would like to play with or, or enjoy playing with? Uh, I enjoy playing with my line mate, Ryan Gower. Okay. He's, he's really good with the puck, knows what he's doing. So are you learning things from him, or is he learning things from you out uh, there, or both back and forth? I think I'm more learning things from him. He's a bit better than me, but he, he does a lot of good stuff. He's good with the puck, skates it up ice a lot, smart, yeah. knows what to do. Yeah, that's mostly the reason why Ryan Gower was drafted by the Prince Albert Raiders in the second round. So I, I watched him play a couple times with my younger cousin. He was really good. He was a real deal. So Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you. Um you are with other local guys in, like Jackson Badowski, Bo Eisner, and the first year's Tyrell Leask and Tavid Boychuk. Yeah. Um, how does it, like, how do you guys work together? I know you guys are great buddies. You guys have played with each other for how long? Uh, does Do things just click between you guys and, like, now that you play with each other now full-time for the next two seasons, of course, well, Bo, who's graduating this year, graduating player. But do things just click with you guys? Yeah, overall? I mean... We've been playing hockey together for most of our lives, so we know how each other plays. We know if I throw the puck behind me, Jackson's most likely going to be there to pick it up. If Taven's on the wall, I know he's going to be there. I can give him a quick pass. Puck will get out. Bo is the exact same way. Same with Tyrell. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Growing up, when uh, when I was even playing, we uh, it, it was it was you know hometown hockey, right? You you played in your hometown. Uh, if you wanted to go someplace, you'd have to go you know thirty, forty, fifty miles down the road, and you'd try out for double A or for triple A. Has that kind of been in the back of your mind? You know, like it's you want to make that next step, but it, you know it is a distance, and you know does does that factor into any of your your trials or your play or any of that? Because you know it's double travel sometimes too. Yeah. Um, doesn't factor too much. Once you, at the start, it's really hard having to travel to a certain town for however long it is, every, twice a week for practices, but after a while, you just kind of get used to it. It's just an every week sort of thing. It's everyday occurrence. It's like yeah. going on the bus to school, right? Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of gets in a part of that routine. 
So I guess let's let's jump back to the Stampeder side of things here. Yeah. Um, I guess what's your goal this year uh, to maybe make that transition early as next year, year after? What's what's the goal there? Uh, I definitely want to play for the Stampeders in the future. This year I'm just focused on getting better, getting more confident with the puck so the next year or the year after when I do get a chance to play with the Stampeders, I'll be at that level and I'll be keeping up with the pace and playing good hockey. So your coaching staff doing a, a marvelous job in Parkland to, to to get you guys to that next level. Is that what you guys are seeing as well? Is it Are they helping you out or is it uh, just we know what we need to do kind of thing and, and they're just there to kind of guide you? Yeah, most of all, our coaches have all played higher level of hockey like junior A and whatnot. So they know what it's like to have to play at that level. So they teach us a lot of things when we're on the ice, when we're off the ice, what to do with the puck. During practice too, they teach us a lot of stuff. Which is nice, too, because, yeah. uh, like I said, even me growing up, it was a completely different style of hockey back then, and, and like I said, you had to travel miles just to even make this, and now it's right here yeah. in our area, and of course, uh, being a prospect of the Stampeders uh, and a hometown kid, it's it's something that you dream of. Yeah, so that's right. So is, 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 was that a goal of yours to, to, of course, make the Junior A level, but while well, be with the Stampeders? Yeah, it was a dream. I've always had billets when I was a kid, like I had Noah Basarab. Keaton Jameson, uh, a couple of the greats. Yeah, a couple of the greats yeah. there. They yeah. all played for the Stamps, and I just wanted to be like them when I was older. And that's the big thing too that you yeah. hear um, and even see with with all the kids at the rink. Uh, they 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 want to be around the Stampeders, and and that is a huge thing uh, for or for any small town or or any team, yeah. or I guess town that has an MJHL team in it is that they those goals and those dreams that these kids can have from that is is extravagant. So it, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is one thing that uh, we always forget to mention and yeah. even talk about is that you know what this team it, it's it's not just a money maker, it's it's a it's a future maker. Yes. Yeah. And, and it really is. It builds up all those kids who want to play, it gets them into hockey. Yeah. Absolutely it does. And uh, even some of the kids that are right down in the Adam groups that we have out uh, during the intermissions for Timbits Hockey. That's what they want. They have all on their helmets. They've got the guys' names uh, on the jerseys. They're wearing them. So I, I remember you growing up there. Yeah. You, you, you were the I same used, way. Yeah. I used to do a couple of those intermission skates. It was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. So I guess let's 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 uh, lighten the load here a little bit here. So you've been with Stamps um, back-to-back preseasons. Something funny stand out in your mind? Uh, maybe a, a coach blurp or a guy you know, saying something crazy out there what was what was something funny that sticks out in your mind maybe from some of the guys uh they like to do a lot of pranks oh they, oh here we go here my, we go i have my skates on the blades i put sock tape over them <laughs> you can't see us when you step on the ace you just legs go right out from underneath you yeah. you do the bambi do you yeah yeah so i have a pretty good idea who that was but i'm not going to name names here that's <laughs> pretty good yeah. you know, we might have to try that with the rick show over here okay. when we go skating on sundays i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> uh, that's pretty good so um you've been been around the team um coaching staff of course you've you've, you've been with barry the last couple of years here uh, barry's been around the league for let's say 100 years um he's one of the the older guys that just brings um Great teams together, great players together. He has that knack uh, to find these uh, these these studs. I call them. 
Um, but let's look at the other side of things. His coaching uh, style, his coaching ability. I know when you guys were on the bench, you might not have gotten Barry per se on the bench. You got some assistant coaches like Darren and of course Dakota on, on the roads. But did did Barry say anything to to you guys? You know, to to help you along the way. Yeah, he said you always got to be intense. Intensity is the biggest thing because if you're just out there, you're just slacking it. You're not gonna make it anywhere, and you're gonna lose the game. So he wants everything intense, and he want you, he wants you to be hard to play against. And that's exactly what we've yes. been seeing the last yes. uh, couple of games, uh, even with the, with the Stampeders itself. So let's let's move forward here. Um, for you uh, with with the Parkland Rangers this season, uh, you got games, of course, all the way through the year, yeah. uh, barring any injuries. Do you think your stats are going to go up, or do you not even really care about that? Just go play the game the right way, learn the right way, and 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 make it to the next level. The biggest thing I want to play the right way, but hey, I mean, if I get points, then I get points. It doesn't really matter to me. I just want to play good hockey, make the right plays at the right time, help the team get the win. Yeah, of course, the W's are always more important than getting three goals. Oh yeah. But ask Connor McDavid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he never cares about goals. That guy. Nope. Um, big interview actually with him uh, the other night. Uh, they asked him about uh, his points, and they wanted him to comment on it. And uh, he just dedicated the game to to Ben Stelter. So, yeah. so again, like hockey players, it's it's always there. It's always in the back of your yeah, mind. You, you, can't, you always, always want to score. score. Yeah, it's, every it's, game you're yeah. thinking, oh man, I hope I score this game. Yeah. yeah, but really, you just want to win the game. But it's always about the two points at the end, and and you know, having a good season and and not getting injured, of course. Yeah, that's the big thing. So, I guess the last question I have for you is. Um, what do the Stampeders mean to you? What do they mean to this town? Uh, not past, present, future. What what is it? What is the, What do the Stampeders mean to 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 you? Maybe not as a hockey player. Maybe growing up and then as a hockey player. Well, it's a big part of this town. I think it really brings everyone together to cheer for not only the team but the players in it. So now, uh, as a as a player, uh, being a prospect on the Stampeders. What does that mean to you now looking forward to your future? I could be part of that team that helps to bring everyone together. I could, My buddies can come watch me. Uh, my family can come watch me. Anyone can come watch the Stampeders play, really. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing, of course. It, it's it's it local supporting local, and, and when you get to that level, um, it, it's, it's a bonus to have that local yeah. flavor. Yeah, it definitely showed. Remember 18-19 in season? one of the best seasons in franchise history for the club, like all the way to the game seven of the MJHL final. One goal away from that from that glory. That just brought everyone together, mounted the behind the Stampeders backs and just carried them all the way to the final. Of course Andrew and I were in attendance for basically every single playoff game. I know Cody was too. I was always I had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> had to be there. I so, went to the game seven game and Portage. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, a great atmosphere. Of course, Game Six had. Let's 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 just say they they always they always say um, that this is the most talked about final uh, when teams get there. But I want to say that over the last, well, I don't want to say how old I am because I'm going to age myself. <laughs> but let's just let's just say over the last couple of decades, um, I've watched finals. Um, SJHL, AJHL, MJHL, uh, and I want to say that the Swan versus Portage was probably the most talked about final. Yeah. 
It was. It was the most watched. It was the most viewed. Uh, our social media was crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, and I want to say that was probably the biggest and the most viewed, watched, talked about uh, series there was. And yeah. is that is that something that goes through your mind? Is that that's what you want? I want to be there, and that's my goal. If I could have the opportunity to be in one of those games, that would be unreal. I've never got to be in a uh, Game 7 championship game overtime before. Let that alone would... even overtime, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. That's the dream growing up. That's what you'd play, you know, road hockey. It's a game seven, exactly. overtime, yeah. puck on your stick, you know, like. Floor hockey in school, next goal wins. You just, yeah. Yeah. that's what it's like. Yeah, so, well, I guess that's that's the last question I had yeah. for you. And, and, and thanks for, for coming in here. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, all the success this season with Parkland. And we hope to see you in a Stan Peter jersey maybe next year. Maybe Thank next you. Year, yeah. Hopefully I get to be in that jersey. So that was a great interview with uh, with Padger there. and uh, Well, you might as well call him Pickles because yeah. everybody else seems to just call him Pickles. We didn't even get to ask him his nickname. Cause yeah. I, that was one thing I wanted to bring out. But, uh, well, there you go. We, we let the cat out yeah, of the bag. There we go. Yeah. But, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, of course, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to hit you guys with uh, our trivia question oh, we here. we get to do trivia next. Oh, yes. All right. Oh, okay. Sure. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of gets you going, doesn't it? It oh. just fires you right up, and you're just like, okay, let's hop over the board. Oh, come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a few hours of searching around to try to find out what song was going to be uh, for us, and I think that one just nails oh, yeah. it right there. Clicks, so, yeah. so I guess uh, you want to do the trivia thing. So this is, this is how it's going to work. Okay, so every podcast... We're going to be asking you a, a trivia question. We're going to have some fun with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so to answer, all you need to do is uh, send us an email to get ready. Get ready for this. We even got our own email. Oh yeah. Yeah. The code Rick Show at gmail.com. That's how you get to answer these questions. Yeah. So from there, we're going to take all the correct answers. We're going to put them in a hat. We're going to make a draw. Okay, so the winner will be announced on our next podcast. So we'll make yep. sure that we announce the winner, and then we'll ask another question from there. Uh, and then uh, you're going to receive one sticker. It's a one of a kind, the Code Rick Show sticker, and bragging rights. Come on, that's it? That, what, what do you mean? That's, that's it. That's, that's it. We have a tight budget. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I guess we're just gonna have to figure out. Uh, maybe get a couple of sponsors here. Maybe yeah. they can give us some prizes. Yeah. Some you know, beer cozies or something. Oh, yeah. uh, to hand out. So, um, let's question. I'll let you ask the the first ever uh, podcast question. Okay. Do we need like a theme song here? Uh, maybe, a drum roll? maybe a drum a little roll. Little drum roll, please. <laughs> okay. Here's the question. Okay. For the 22-23 season, yep. who is the first Stampeder to post a four-point night? 
oh, I know this in one this too. In this year's season. Ooh, that's a tough question too. Oh, yeah, it is. So you're gonna have to use. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give him any, <laughs> any hints here at all. None whatsoever. So say that question one more time. Is it again? Who is the first Stampeder to post a 4.9 during the 23 season? Ooh, that's, that's if if you were paying attention, I may have may may or may not have written about this. Not that long ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. So, so again, so if you ha- want to answer and get in on the fun here, all you have to do is send your answer into the code Rick show at gmail.com. So again, if you can't, uh, or you don't remember the spelling or anything like that, just look us up on Instagram and Twitter. We got accounts, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Instagram we have to. And you Twitter. Know, we we got to be all up with the kids nowadays. Oh, yeah. So there you go. So again, the, the question one more time <clears throat> Who was the first Stampeder to post a four point night during? The 2022-2023 season. Made it easy for you. Oh, yeah. We made it real yeah. easy for you. So to answer, once again, uh, email thecoderickshow at gmail.com. Uh, the correct uh, well, the correct answers, again, will be put into a hat. One draw will be made, and we'll announce the winner on our next podcast uh, coming up. So we're going to take a short break here, and we're going to come back with the conclusion of the show. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport, as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Merv's, for all the good stuff. I know. It's, it's a banger. Yeah, it is. It really is. So um, I guess we did say we we're going to come back. We we're going to conclu- uh, conclude the show. Um, but before I wanted to do that, uh, I kind of wanted to like recap maybe some of the the podcast in itself. Because yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff oh, yeah. um, happening in, in our first ever show, um, which was fantastic. So. Yeah. We, we got to do a little interview with uh, Miles Mason, uh, current Stampeder, um, with, uh, of course, Swan Valley. Yep. Uh, we got to talk to a local prospect in Andrew Pitskolny, which, um, of course, they're always nervous oh, yeah. uh, to, to do interviews, but I think they did fantastic. They did they, unreal. They, they always do. So um, I want to give you that question one more time, just in case uh, somebody you know, didn't get that one. So uh, if you're wanting to answer the trivia question, uh, one more time here. Who is the first Stampeder to post a four-point night during the 2022-2023 season? Make sure you email your answers uh, into us, and uh, we'll do a draw with all the correct answers uh, for the winner. 
in our next podcast. Uh, so the email is thecoderickshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send in some fan mail or, or anything like that, make sure you do so. Of course, this is a PG show, so make sure everything's PG here, folks. Okay? Yeah, jeez. Right. Yeah, jeez. No F-bombs. Jeez. No F-bombs of any kind. Yeah. Maybe a hell, but that might, uh, you know, that might spark, stir, that spark might stir the pot a bit. Gonna, that oh, might stir the pot. Are, what are yeah. you, Batista here? Yeah. Can stir yeah. the pot as they cannot see us because we're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, we are looking for sponsors uh, yes, we are. for the show. So if you're interested in uh, sponsoring this, uh, make sure you give us a, an email. Again, that is thecoderickshow at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that set up with you, um, and we'll, we'll chat with you about that. So uh, any any closing remarks from you? Uh, no, not really. It's just that, of course, we're still looking for sponsors. We're, we're the new n- new talk of the town here in the mm-hmm. Swan River Valley. The, the, so sh- The shiny new badge. Oh, the yeah. shiny new car. Yeah, we're still polishing off here, uh, <laughs> wiping off the... <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah, know. So we still got the new car smell. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It has nothing else but, to do with anything. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have to uh, maybe we'll have to find a, a couple of local sponsors to get involved here. Or yeah. If, if you're listening from afar, we'll take your money too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it like, doesn't matter where you're listening to. You know, if you want to, we want to help out. Well, then we're gonna get in here. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do a little bit of a promo um, coming up on our next show. We're gonna give you a little bit of a teaser. Yeah. We're yep. gonna give you a teaser. Yep. And I don't want to say too, too much because, you know, some things do fall through. But yep. uh, on our next show, we're going to be talking to a past Stampeder player. Yeah. Only played in Swan Valley for one season. Our first alumni. Our first alumni will be coming up on our next podcast. So uh, this one was a quick turnaround. Like I said before, it was, a, you know, just a very condensed. We're just going to do it. We're going to wing it, see what happens. We didn't really wing it. No, we didn't. It, it actually turned out quite well. So uh, thank you to our uh, major sponsors so far, uh, MERS Audiotronic, and thank you to Miles Mason and, of course, Andrew Pitscolny for uh, joining us on the first ever The Code Rick Show. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.